0: Welcome back to Nerd Talk. This is your host Jordan Hall. Said We are coming into March roaring like a lion We're so excited to be talking about some of our favorite things Book of Boba Fett just ended last month and we've really wanted to talk about this for a while uh, We were really excited about what was happening And so what we wanted to do was start to discuss and delve deep into the book of Boba Fett season one So guys, I have Micah and Will. Guys, thank you so much for joining me on this episode
1: Will, are you going to roar like a lion? What?
2: <laughs> w-
0: w- roar like a lion up, roar.
2: I don't know what you're
0: talking about. <laughs> well,
1: because in, he, he said at the beginning, in like a lion, out like a lamb.
0: That's that's what they talk about when it comes to March. You're roaring in. Get it? Uh, yeah. Dad jokes. Oh, there we goodness. go. Oh I mean, with man. All
2: the caffeine, probably I could probably do that. I'll, I'll uh. be like I'll sound like Liam Neeson. Ride me.
0: <laughs> Sorry, as a All right, let's yeah. do this thing let's just dive right in. What did you guys think about this series? Did you feel like it was a 10 being the best or a one being really crappy? Where, where would you put this in like just for favoritism for this?
1: I probably would give it a seven or an eight. And, and I think that's being fair. (laughs) Um, I didn't, I didn't hate the show and I didn't love it. You know, I didn't feel the way I felt about the Mandalorian and, um, I just finished, by the way, I finished The Clone Wars. We're not talking about that, but like just the ending of the animated series of The Clone Wars was just phenomenal. And, you know, watching both seasons of um, The Mandalorian before Boba Fett was released, like it was good, but it wasn't as good as those. So, um, and I've said this uh, in other conversations outside the podcast, but like I feel like um, John Favreau got ADD and wanted to go back to The Mandalorian like two thirds of the way through the show and was like, Huh, we're just going to bring Mando back and we're just going to, you know, you know, I don't know. It was just, uh, it was okay for me. It was kind of slow at times. And then also it was like, it felt like it was going to do things and then it didn't, if that makes sense. So what would you think?
2: I think your eight is fair. I think I would go a high eight, maybe almost a nine, uh, just cause it's going to be controversial here on the podcast. Uh, but and it, I didn't necessarily love Boba Fett. He's a cool design, but I'm like, I, I didn't have like all the legends or like the comic lore, all the backstory or like the Patton Oswald a uh, Pawnee thing where it's like all, a, a giant gauntlet comes to the sand. I, I I didn't have that great attachment because he's only been in the, he's only in the movies for 12 minutes. And I think, don't, I think that's not including the prequels and all that. Uh, There's not a whole lot of depth here. And I think uh, after you've made so many of your, these bad choices, that Boba Fett has made, I think, falling into Sarlik pit and getting your butt beat by a few Tusken Raiders is gonna humble you a little bit and be like, Uh, yeah, maybe I need to rethink. He needs, he needs to be like the guy in episode two and rethink his life. And, uh, I actually like, I'm, I'm kind of like, not that it works, not that we're all super old, but like at 32, I'm like, Yeah, I don't want any drama. Like, yeah, Boba Fett, go you. Like, be... I don't want to get in the crime game or anything, but like, I don't want drama. Like, yeah, like, hey, like just do your part and. Give me your, give me your rations and all this and I'll make sure you're protected. And, uh, tomorrow Morrison, I mean, he, he looks like he got in, in some better shape for this, uh, series. Uh, cause he kind of had a bit of a dad bod going on in Mando season two. Uh, he, he's not a spring chicken anymore. I mean, they kind of waited a little bit. Uh, it's not, not necessarily his fault, but I think Disney wanted to get him before he passed on and he's, he, he can't do the same stuff that he could do. I mean, obviously you could do a CGI thing or get a stunt double um, to do some of that stuff, but uh, he's not spring chicken anymore. I mean, I think that's why we have Fennec Shand and others doing a lot of cool work here, but I thought it was fair. I mean, there was a lot of speculation going into this, that this, before they confirmed it a week later, that it was just going to be the Mandalorian colon, the book of Boba Fett. And that would just be the next chapter. Then we would go back. Uh, I think that may have, that that would have maybe protected it and would have, tempered expectations a little bit um and i feel like i'm rambling right now i need to jordan yeah, so,
1: no i i, I these are all great points will i yeah. think um i was having a conversation with a friend at work today who's a huge uh star wars fan and just fellow nerd and his name's chad so shout out to chad um Ooh, but chad I told, in the house. yeah i told chad I was like i feel like the expectation for boba fett was we wanted the boba fett that we saw in the original trilogy like the age, the time frame and everything. And then when we got this series knowing that it was post-Return of the Jedi, there wasn't much more he could do, right? And so it just felt like it was, there was that expectation or preconceived notion that he was going to be young and he was going to be up on his game and then it didn't happen and then people kind of got let down by that. But it, truth be told, he is older and he's, he is quote unquote washed up and he is like trying to figure his life out later on in life and that's okay. So like, I think if you, you add the fact that he's older he's washed up he's not washed up well he just appears to be washed up physically because everything that he's been through and then you add that with like what we saw like what you said well at 12 minutes in the original trilogy total like he add those two things together and you're not going to get much from him and it's no wonder they had all those other elements in his show so like i'm surprised we got what we did and it was as long or as many episodes as it was what do you think jordan
0: you know, I, I agree with you guys. I think that 7-8 right in there is, is that good ballpark. I, w- I would push 8. Um, but I think that with Star Wars, it was really good with the original trilogy. I don't think that there was a miss in any of those. Um, being someone who was raised on it, like, not as they were coming out, I wasn't like, oh, this one is way better than this one. Like, I loved the original trilogy. Then you get the prequels, and, and there's a lot of lot of different opinions there. Uh, then we have the sequel trilogy. And in between the sequel trilogy, as every other year they were pushing out a movie, they were also putting they put uh, Solo and Rogue, Rogue One, Star Wars story, in between those. So it was like five years we got a movie every single year. And that was really, really rough. And I think, for me personally, I think that this was still a hit. I think that while it there were still issues with it, I think that in the grand scheme of things, people were expecting this like straight up killing machine that was just going to come in and wreck through Tatooine or, or take over the galaxy, do, do whatever. But like you guys said, he's a little bit older. He's perceived as washed up. He's got to kind of reinvent himself a little bit. He spent some time with, with some Raiders and, and the way that they are going, I could totally see an amazing story with the Pike syndicate moving forward because like seven, eight, nine didn't really deal with that. And so like, Legends stories from my understanding they really dealt with the pikes and they really dealt with the spice trade and things like that where the others didn't and I thought it was done very well I think that as a whole this series was was very well wasn't great but it was very well done and I liked I just wish that they would have focused more on him becoming more of a gangster um, it felt very mafia from like the 1940s and like Prohibition era and things like that, like 30s, 40s, even in the 20s um, like that. Hey, like pulling out the guns and then like you had Cad Bane and we'll be talking about him later. Ooh, I'm a here
2: with my gang here. Yeah, I kind of, kind of <laughs>
0: wanted something like that. And it felt very reminiscent to like old gangster stories. And I was like, you know, we Star Wars is very interesting because when we did like there was a certain time period where. Like, everything was, like, Star Trek is very Space Odyssey adventure, where Star Wars is really, like, Western and Cowboys and Mafia and that kind of stuff set in space. Samurai. Yeah, you, have, you Samurai have all too. of that kind of stuff, and re- religion is very, very big for, like, with the Force. Um, they they It's not like, hey, we all have our own gods, like, on Earth where there are so many different types of religion. It was more, hey, either we're religious with the Force or not, and that's just kind of it. And I like that about this series, that they continue to build onto, hey, you, you know, Jabba's dead. Jabba's been dead for a few years. The the one guy got really fat, and so we shot him, took over. I we're know. now running this place, but we're going to kind of have to figure it out because I own this territory, you own this territory, and, like, everybody owns their territories. And at the end, he kills all of them, and now he runs all of, uh, is it Moss Espa? Is that where they were at?
2: Yeah, Mos Espa.
0: Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. like, it was really cool to see some of that and the way that they kind of were revamping the different views of Jabba's palace. I liked that. I liked a lot uh-huh. of the, the different aspects that they brought into it. I think that they could have leaned less on the Mandalorian. <laughs> I felt like there were yep. two full episodes cool. that they just leaned on that story. And I'm like, it's, this could stand on its own. Go ahead. Will.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I knew, I knew, we knew going in he was going to show up. But we, I, we didn't know how much time he was going to take up. Yeah, unfortunately. Well, like,
0: and to be and fair, like
2: also,
1: in the episode, sorry. Go ahead.
2: You go, you go ahead.
1: No, I was just going to say, like, and to be fair, like in season two of Mandalorian, like when Boba showed up, it was just briefly. It wasn't like an entire sprinkled episode, in, like, like what we in. talk
0: about all the time. He was sprinkled in just yeah. enough.
1: And, but in Man, but in Boba Fett, Mandalorian, took over, what two, almost two or three episodes of the show, and it was only what seven episodes long.
2: I think I talked to Jordan about this outside of the podcast that if this was okay so you just finished Clone Wars there's a show called Rebels and there's one called Resistance that tackles eras between all the movies and I think if we if this post return of the jedi thing was called like something like Star it's I'm using a comic title here if it was called Star Wars Shattered Empire like and then maybe Colin tolls of the Mandalorians or something like that uh, or like we got like a little recap of like oh hey we're gonna follow boba fett for these episodes then check in with mando then oh hey now we're gonna go check in with bo katan so, something si- not silly but like if we didn't know what we we're gonna get each episode and it, was, and it was just like star wars anthology tales or something like that i think this would have been received a lot better mm-hmm. um and i'll just say a lot of the characters don't get as much as develop- development i mean boba fennec and mando get there and but i mean we get our first live action appearance of black chrysanthemum and he is like a bad a in the comics (laughs) he's he's a monster gladiator battle as they allude to in the in there but but like we don't get much with him we don't get much with the mods i mean like they seem to be helpful and they live there but like it's cool 60s reference here (laughs) whoop-de-doo give it tell us some more about these guys or tell us more about the the mayor why is he betraying the city and all that just there's so many characters in there and i mean star wars is known for setting up characters to be toys and all that but uh, well, a lot I'm, of development for all these guys. I'm gonna
0: play off that real quick before I give it to Micah. Yeah. One of the things that I'm reading, uh, and, and this is gonna kind of quick plug towards what we're coming up on. Once we hit one year to all of our listeners, we're gonna be pushing out two episodes a week is the plan, and so we're doing this new thing called Comic Book Club. And so one of the the books that I'm working on right now is called Star Wars: The High Republic, and it's been a really cool. And at the beginning of every book, they have this thing called the the Star Wars Timeline, and it talks about the High Republic, which is where this series takes place. Fall of the Jedi, which is uh, Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, Revenge of the Sith. You've got Reign of the Empire, which is Bad Batch, Solo, Star Wars story. Uh, Oh, Fall of the Jedi also had the Clone Wars. Uh, Age of Rebellion is Rebels, Rogue One, New Hope, Empire, Jedi. The New Republic Era, which is the Mandalorian. And then Rise of the First Order, which is Resistance, uh, The Force Awakens, Last Jedi, and Rise of Skywalker. So as of this moment, as these are coming out the official title that they have claimed as this era is the new Republic era. And so I just wanted to, to kind of add that in as I'm just kind of looking at what, what else we're doing, but we encourage you guys as we are coming up on the one year anniversary to listen to comic book club. It's going to be coming out either Tuesdays or Wednesdays. We're still working on that. So, but Micah, what, what were you going to say? You were kind of looking like you had something on your mind.
1: No, I was just going to say, like, we were just talking about like the time that Mandalorian had in the series. Like, you know, as opposed to, like, what Boba had in his series. And it wasn't balanced at all. Like, it was just, like, it felt like, like I said in in the intro, like, it felt like Jon Favreau kind of got ADD (laughs) and was like, hmm, I really like my my project with The Mandalorian better, and we're just going to, like, focus on that versus the story of Boba Fett. But, like, to what Will was saying, you know, he is older, and he needs some of those side characters to kind of help bring it along. But, like, I don't think that they had to go, like, completely off the rails with The Mandalorian story.
0: So you you yeah. don't feel like it was necessary to have two full episodes without Boba Fett really being there, more Mandalorian focused.
1: Well, because I mean we've joked about it being <laughs> season three episodes one and two. Like I mean, <laughs> that is true. That's basically, what it felt like. Um, and if you didn't, and if you didn't see any of the other episodes of Boba Fett and literally turned on those episodes, you'd be like, "Man, I'm watching Mandalorian. I'm not watching Boba Fett."
0: Did they mistitle this?
1: Well, they
2: did call it the Return of the Mandalorian. I- I don't know. I think Favreau and company and Rodriguez like they're, they're danged if they do danged if they don't. Because if we got Mando coming in and said, Oh, Hey, I checked on Grogu and did all this and that. It's like, Oh, Oh, we want to see that. It's like, Oh no, he's fine. And then like, if Grogu just randomly showed up at the end of the finale, it's like, "Uh, what happened? And then we have to wait a whole year for that, which I, I mean, as we saw, like we can, we can get the gaps filled in with that. But I think everybody would have been like either butthurt about that or now they're now butthurt that this is happening it kind of took over the show and I'll, it's a bit jarring but i mean i was a freaking cry baby when episode six came out i was emotional with everything that happened so i, I think that's why i said it's a high eight in my in my opinion and i oh well, yeah
1: and yes absolutely i just yeah. you know like did i love those episodes yes but like could they have saved that for season three of mandalorian yes could they have left it out of boba fett yes but like how much different would have you know, the ending be of Boba Fett. Like, could they have just went, like, episodes one, two, three, four, you know, five and just be done with it and not include those two episodes? Or, I don't know. Or, like, like in the last episode, have, you know, Mando just show back up and just not include well, Ragu or, or anything
0: in it. And that that was my thought. What was the, what was so wrong with, hey, like, the, okay, so Mando gets his ship, and we're going to talk about that here in a few, but he oh, gets yeah. the ship, and she, and Finnick Shan shows up, and she's just like, hey, here's money we want, or Boba needs your you to be hired help. And him just say, like, how cool would it have been if, like, she just walks in, finds him at a bar, finds him on a job, finds him wherever. And, like, just a, a split scene, kind of like an even an after credit kind of scene. And just a quick moment at the end, just say, Boba needs help. We're willing to pay. And him say, it's on the house. And then, like, that's where credits roll. And then it just that that's the only spot you see, and then you you lead right into what episode seven was, which is the finale for this season. Yeah, like I don't think that am I am I mad about episodes five and six? No, I think those no, were absolutely phenomenal. Not. But am I at a point that I feel that they were necessary to this story? No, I don't think th- I don't think that those were necessor- necessary. But they, hands down, they were phenomenal. <laughs>
1: And how much? Well, how much would you guys? How much would you guys have peed your pants if you watched Mandalorian, um, season three, episode one, and it was that Luke Skywalker episode? You know, like, how, like if that if that wouldn't even been
0: like. Or episode know. two and episode one would have been like, with had, him getting I his shit. I had a
1: heavy laundry day
2: after that episode I aired, but, but <laughs> he <laughs> so swept through glad everything. I'm glad I got it out of the way now. I'm glad I got it out of the way now.
1: <laughs> well, like seriously, what would you guys like if they wouldn't have done that now, but waited till Mandalorian season three and actually like pulled that trigger?
0: I, I think I, for me for right. me personally, I think that if they would have done episodes five and six where he gets his ship and then the whole Luke Skywalker Grogu piece, if they would have done that as episodes one and two of season three, that would have that would have completely changed how I look at the Mandalorian. I would have fallen so much more in love. I think that you know, Mandalorian is one of my favorite Star Wars pieces. I think that it it's a Star Wars piece without the Jedi and I like that. Because I feel like the Jedi are, like, I love Jedi stuff, but I also love seeing some of the other stuff. And and we've focused nine whole movies on solely Jedi stuff and the Skywalker family and trying to figure out who they are in the Force and things like that. And then you go in and you see, like, the Mandalorian who, wait, there's Jedi, and by season two, you finally meet one Jedi, and then... I mean it's just it gets better and better every single time we're watching stuff. And I don't well I don't think there's much that's been bad about that series either.
1: Yeah, and I think too um you guys can, you know, speak into this too, but like we talk a lot in Marvel talk when we talk about Marvel reviews, whether it's shows Disney Plus shows or, or movies, that like, you know, we get we get a little snippet of what's happening next, or we get a buddy movie, right? But I feel like with this Star Wars stuff that we're starting to get more and more content in Star Wars, you know, as we're moving into the summer with Kenobi and into the fall with Mandalorian Season 3, and I think the Endor series comes out too, I believe, right? Yep. Um, Like, I just feel like they're trying something different with Star Wars versus the norm of what they've been doing with, with like, Marvel and DC and other things like that where, um, and obviously different directors and different, you know, studios and things like that, but like, the the does that make sense like we watch we watch a whole Marvel series and at the very end like what's we'll just say Hawkeye um and Kingpin shows up at the end and that's all we get. And then well, we I have another Marvel
2: example as well. Uh, Wanda vision. Uh I mean we, we focus on Wanda and Vision for a big chunk of that show, but then we take that detour, I think episode three or four, that focuses focuses on Monica Rambo. Yeah. So I mean people yeah. so, really... like
1: they don't They don't, like, really take the bigger detours like they did with Boba Fett, like, but I think Star Wars is trying to play with that a little bit. Do you guys, would you guys agree with that? Is that why, do you you think that's why they did the whole thing with Mando?
0: I think so. I think that the the reason that they they started is they've seen the formula works with Marvel, and they can always fall back on that with some Star Wars stuff. But because of the problems they had and the backlash with the sequel trilogy, whether you like it or you don't, there's a lot lot of balance that, you know people don't like it people do like it and you got to figure out where where do you stand because you want people ultimately to like it which i love you mean like good
1: you mean like age of ultron how some people like that and don't like it yeah absolutely
0: darn
2: it you beat me to it you beat me to it yeah
0: uh, i i honestly was about to say I'm that
1: gonna i'm gonna sign off now gotcha
0: <laughs> but no i it's i right. think that kind of balance you have to figure out how do we like this and And maybe we'll go back and we'll create series that will help build off the sequel trilogies, that will help build off of the original trilogy, that will help build off the prequels. I mean, that's the Clone Wars is phenomenal for that because everybody was like, oh, episode two and three. Like, three was the best out of those. One really didn't fit with the Clone Wars series, but it kind of helped build Anakin up and Obi-Wan Kenobi up and Padme and the Jedi. And we understand where you're going with that. But then you get the Clone Wars and you're like, oh, now I fall in love with Master Yoda, Kit Fisto, Mace Windu—you've got Kaina and Mundi. You've got all these clones. I mean, literally everybody. You've got Ahsoka. Uh, you you create all these these backstory narratives, and you're just building on this universe. And so I think that they're trying right now, focusing on hey let's let's just break the mold. Let's see what works, what doesn't. We're in this beautiful age where we have a streaming service and people are paying for it, and we would like to just see. What can work, what won't, and maybe we're going to strike gold. Maybe we're going to hit something that, that really has just done phenomenal stuff. Like, bringing Luke Skywalker back, that is huge. Because Luke is a fan favorite. Like, there are people in all generations that love Luke Skywalker. And so to have him be back without having Mark Hamill, which, I'm going to side tangent real quick, I think that that technology is what's going to save Marvel for for future stuff. I think that they'll be able to find the right actor, right face, right features, right everything and then deep fake once their contracts and stuff are over. I think that so we Jordan, w- Yeah, go ahead.
2: Are you saying there's a chance for me? Absolutely. I think America, I think that, would, I that, think that they, that they could deep
0: fake his face. You're just going to have to <laughs> really get in shape and get get moving on on whatever movies. But you're, you're, like, way into that, so let's go for it. Let's if you want to be a stunt double and body double for it, go for it.
2: Absolutely. Uh, I can't wait to do my backflip from Age of Ultron. Oh, shoot, shoot, Mike, I already yeah, did it. Yeah, right there. <laughs> yeah, Mike already did it. But I'll say, while we're talking about these those two specific episodes, I think I'm glad they put them here. Yeah, it detracts from Boba Fett's book in there's going to be other seasons. Cause like as much as people did hate on it, I think people are going to give it another chance and we could get more, some of some more of that development with Cad Bane and what Boba Fett was doing when from his Daniel Logan days till now. And we, Daniel Logan's uh, a slight a young teenager now. So you could, uh, a young adult, we could go back and see some unique flashbacks with that. Yeah. With somebody who is spry and that could be the next book. And maybe he, he has to pay for some of his sins of,
0: and you could when see some was, Cad Bane the and the lady with the antenna and the, Boss, the yeah, you you could Dengar, see all of those guys. That would be really cool.
2: Ig eighty eight, uh, get another comedian to voice him. I don't know, <laughs> uh, but I'm glad we did that detour because now when we actually get to Mando season three, like. We know what we know what the at least we think we know what the goal is. M- Mando's trying to get redemption and become a Mandalorian again, and maybe take over Mandalore, or maybe he's going to teach Grogu the way of being a Mando, uh, so he can rule them one day. Because I we never really saw the Mandalorians uh, in the sequel trilogy, and but the Razor Crest was in the background somewhere. So,
1: or at least or or the Mandalorian's going to get be a Jedi and be both <laughs> Mando and Jedi. That's oh, that's too a much thought. Attachments.
0: <laughs> I think I think he's going to become more of the gray Jedi. I think he's going to become so, one who understands that attachment is necessary to a degree, but that you have to be able to, like, face your fears. I, The whole absolutes thing, I'm like, I think we're going to get past that. I think that was going to show, like, the downfall of the Jedi. And I, I wish that Luke would have been like, no, attachments are necessary to a degree. And that you can, like, because, I mean, in, yeah. the, in Legends, he gets married to... Uh, Mara Jade. Yeah, Mara Jade. I was going to say Cara yeah. Dune, but I was like, that, I know that's not right. Um, yeah
2: hey that's your fan fiction okay yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, I, I couldn't remember
0: okara dune was uh she was in uh, in mandalorian uh,
2: yeah mandalorian and she was uh it's not ronda so, rousey um uh gina carano
0: yeah so i want to i want to talk about this one real quick i think the reason that they put those two episodes in solely comes back to the fact that when you get to season three you've got people like us who will want to go in and be like, it's been a couple of years since they did the last season at, by that point it'll have been what, two, two three years, something like that. Yeah. And so we need to go catch up, but then it will force us to go and watch book of Boba Fett because there's going to be like, wait, timeout. He's got a totally different ship. Like what, where did this come from? Oh, we got to go back to book of Boba Fett. And then we watch those two episodes or the three episodes, the last three to see the full story of how this all came about and then you're like, wait, timeout. Now I need to go back and watch one, two, three, four to to get the full story from that. So then it's just like, hey, to watch season three, you need to do one, two of uh, Mandalorian and then Book of Boba Fett one just to get to three of Mandalorian. So that, that's my thought. That's my my take on it. Yeah, I'm going to kind of shift gears a little bit. I loved the idea of Boba Fett getting a Rancor because when they threw the guy down in the pit and like I'm like no way the the rancor died and they're like it's empty and I was like okay and then the fets bringing a new rancor in and then having read some high republic comics where there's a hut who has like people hunting on that thing I was like this thing is sweet so uh, did you guys like that Boba Fett got a rancor and then rode it around in the season finale? Did you guys like that a- that aspect? Do you guys like seeing yeah, those animals absolutely. come in? What What are your thoughts on that? Will, go ahead.
2: Absolutely. I mean, and then he just has such respect from his time being a Tuscan and being in the Sonic. He has such more respect for it than Jabba ever did. And also it got us our Danny Trejo uh cameo uh, for yeah, the show. That was uh, cool. The Machete cameo since Robert Rodriguez is there. It just it also kind of harkens back to um, the holiday special or the faithful Wookiee uh, uh, where Boba Fett is writing like a giant monster. Uh, that's what he's alluding to. Like, I've ridden bigger creatures than this. So, yeah, it's absolutely good. And if I mean, if you're going to be the new Domo and have that place, like you need something to kind of enforce your will, even if you don't want to use it. Uh, it was a nice callback and just a nice little thing that just show how far Boba has come. I, I was, I'm not gonna lie when they, when they first showed it, I was freaking out that the Hutts like were planning an assassination attempt and were planning on having Danny Trejo and the Rancor actually get him. But like, just like he was actually petting it going like, Oh, Oh, I'm going to ride it. like a bantha. Yeah. that. <laughs> well, he didn't say it. That, that's the, that's the speeder bike, but like that, that was a meme for a minute, <laughs> but
1: yeah.
0: What about you, Michael? What were your thoughts about the Rancor?
1: Yeah, like Will said, I thought it was a cool callback to um, Return of the Jedi, and I, I laughed when they threw the guy in the you know down in the, the bottom of the palace, and, and it wasn't there. And it's like temp- they were like it's empty. I, I just popped really hard for that. Um, I thought it was cool. Uh, you know, like it was almost like you knew it was coming in that last episode when when Boba disappeared for a minute, and you knew he was coming back with uh, with the Rancor. I also thought it was really cool when Grogu, like, made it, like, just lay down and, like, just had that. And then he, he the fell asleep with it. Yes. Like, he just
0: used his little hand and he just kind of, right.
1: Vibing with that, it. Yep. I thought that was really cool. And then also the. Uh,
0: well, that, I felt like, was a callback to the Mudhorn back in yeah. season one. It felt very reminiscent. I was like, I love this.
1: Yes. Uh, I would say that, a
2: callback to Ezra with the wolves as well and rebels, but I'll let you, oh, Mike, I'll let you finish your point. I'll get some water.
1: <laughs> no, yeah, I, I thought it was cool that he. Uh... It was also a different take, right? On the Rancor. Like, because all you saw in Return of the Jedi was just it eating things and being violent. Being a monster. So like, yes. So the fact that Boba could train it, it could be sweet, it didn't have to be you know, completely violent all the time. Um, was, was refreshing.
0: Yeah, I agree. I, I think one of the coolest things about Star Wars recently has been the take on their animals and their wildlife and things like that. You know, when you go back to episodes 4, 5, and 6, when they first started, you didn't see a whole lot. I mean, okay, so episode 4 in the original, not not the 97 edition, not the 20 some like not not all the the extras that they've been adding over the years. But you really didn't see anything past a bantha uh maybe a few mice things here and there. I mean there really wasn't a lot of animals in that first one. The second which it was uh uh Empire Strikes Back, you had the wampa and uh what was the what were the things that they rode? You know what I'm talking about. Luke Skywalker rode, and then Han Solo cut one open to stick him in, so that we didn't. Yeah, the Tauntauns. Um, yeah. So you had bu- or Wampas and Tauntauns, and then there was the giant uh, asteroid lizard thing, that that space snake. I mean, there there's not a lot that's been added. And then by the time that you get here, you've seen the Mudhorn, you've seen. Uh, I mean, there, there's just some really cool aspects to these, and I love seeing those animals come into play and, and how they would handle those. So that's my take with it. But that wasn't the only brutal killer that they brought in, and I'm going to slaughter this one, so, so Will, you're going to have to help me here. Black... Black...
2: Chrysanthemum.
0: Chrysanthemum. Yeah. He showed up. What were your guys' thoughts on the fact that basically now uh, Boba Fett has a Wookiee?
2: Oh, my God. Uh, so just... When Book of Boba Fett started, even though it did start out kind of slow, I was like, you know what? I think I had like an interview. I was trying to be responsible that day. So I I ended up going to sleep early and I woke up. No spoilers. Got my breakfast ready. Just making my bed. minding my business. The huts are coming. I'm like, oh, hey, there's a huts. Oh, I'm like, oh, is one of them going to be stinky from the other one? That would be a cool callback. And then from out of nowhere, comic (laughs) book accurate black chrysanthemum comes out and i'm like screaming i'm surprised i didn't get like a noise complaint from my neighbors like the cops called on me that (laughs) early in the morning but it it looks very cool like i can see uh if dwayne johnson didn't get as big as he did like i could see him in that costume i could see him like if he had a voice i could see him be like it doesn't matter what you think i'm black chrysanthemum ah (laughs) like he's got so much of a build like that it just it was huge it, it, it was he's huge yeah uh it just showed that nothing's off the table, and just he's a monster when he goes after Boba Fett at night. I'm like, yikes, get out of there! And I almost thought they were going to do a callback, another callback to Return of the Jedi, and just Solo a Star Wars story, uh, and have him be the rain for a bit, and have him in the cage. Yeah, um, I, I thought,
0: thought it, I thought they were going to do that.
2: Yeah, uh, they they learned, he he learns his lesson, and he's like, okay, I'll, I'll I'll be friends with you, I guess. We'll be like evil Boba, F- we'll be evil Han Solo and uh, Chewbacca. Uh, but that it just made me think like. Could we get Dash Rendar from Shadows of the Empire? Could Kira show up from Solo? With st- like, what is not off the table? I just—it was a nice callback, and knowing that the comic characters can be adapted, finally, like, yes, please, more.
0: Yeah. What were your thoughts,
1: Mike? You, I thought he looked cool. I thought the concept was great, but I thought they made him look like a wuss.
0: Oh, okay. Ooh, I I hot need take. I need yeah hot take. Let's go with this. Go for it.
1: Especially in the last episode, like he was like, you know, had all the guys carrying him around after he got shot, and I'm like, really? You're a, you're a you're a wookie. Like you're? They made him look incredibly like mean looking, and like especially like a lot of shots, after... low, dude. Well, <laughs> oh, yeah, like a <laughs> that was. The sorry, I mean, either, though. <laughs> I love the concept, and I love that the callback to another, you know, having a wookie in the show and having it like him look different and. He looked like, man. He looked like a force to be reckoned with. And then, you know, I just felt like he didn't. They didn't do much with him, other than like trapping him in um, the rain pit. Um, and then, at the end of the shit, like I feel like they could have done more with him. That's okay, all. I mean, like
0: that's that's for fair. A
1: serious he looked. I feel like they could have done more.
0: Did you like the fact that he ripped off the arms of the guy though, and the and the uh, was it the. The casino place You know what I'm talking about
1: Yeah yeah, yeah. Again He looked Mean And It was like He was scary as could be And I just wish they would have done more Yeah I remember watching Star Wars as a kid And like Especially like in, in A New Hope When You know He's defending Han Solo And he's like <laughs> A Wookiee doesn't like to lose
0: <laughs> You know Yeah Yeah that's fair let the Wookiee win. Um, yes. You know, I, I don't know. I like that take. I think that, you know, I was kind of shocked that he survived. I was I was honestly thinking that they were going to kill him. But I'm really glad that they didn't because the way that he hobbled around towards the end of that. And then it was really funny because, like, five minutes later, they switch scenes and he seems to be running fine again. <laughs> it's like yeah. he just – he needed that one moment that, like, hey, I've been shot a lot. And I'm like, you don't have healing ability. He's like, what? What?
1: <laughs> and, that's, and that's kind of where I'm coming from with that point. Like, it's just like he got, he got beat up a lot, and then I don't know. Magically, he was better. Plus, like, I don't know. I feel like he could have done more with him, especially in that last episode. Like, he should have been throwing, throwing people around and <laughs> ripping more arms off, and they could have made it a lot more violent.
0: Yeah, but I wonder if they didn't for the sole reason that it's on Disney Plus, and the fact yeah, that, yeah. like, with Disney Plus. You haven't seen too much carnage. You haven't seen too much uh, where it's, it's too graphic. You know, I think that eventually we're going to get to it.
1: Disney's going to ruin my <laughs> Star Wars.
0: <laughs> yes, because your Star Wars is the one where the lightsaber cuts the dude's arm off and there's blood everywhere.
1: Yes. <laughs> it doesn't have com- the comic relief that you get like in The Last Jedi. That's Disney Ugh. humor. And it's not. You know what I mean? Like. I'm not here to pick on the the seven, eight, and nine. I'm just I'm just saying that, like,
0: sure you are. Don't lie to me. Uh,
1: I could, <laughs> but I'm not going to because I know that Will likes those, and there's moments in them that I like. I just don't. That's fair. They're not my favorites, and so, but I think that you know Disney gets kind of too cute with their their humor, especially I, yeah, and especially in regards to to Star Wars. Like, I feel like they they substitute violence and stuff that like we're you know accustomed to with like rated R stuff like we've talked about it before we started recording with like Logan and with like devil and, um, Deadpool. And it's like comedy and violence. I know those are two different genres, but like, I feel like they try to get too cute and make that a substitute for how, I guess, violent some of these characters can be. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: I agree with that. I think that this character, this Wookiee, I think it just, there was a lot of potential and I think there still is, and I think that, you know, when you go back to, like, Return of the Jedi, and you see Jabba the Hutt, and you see all of his his palace filled with all these gangsters and all of these uh, bounty hunters, and everybody's just kind of partying and all this, and it's kind of that safe haven for that. I think we're going to see something like that, but with better, more recognized characters, and we're going to see, like, uh, this Wookiee, we're going to see uh, maybe characters like IG-88, not that he's still around, but you've got different characters... Uh, that we will start to build, and I think that we will see something really cool kind of moving forward.
2: Fun story where Boba Fett is like the best man for Bosk, and I would just love to see <laughs> a wedding, a wedding episode of Star Wars because we we really haven't seen that. Like, uh, give us, or, or I would like to see a confrontation with him and like a, a digital Han Solo, or bring Alden Ehrenreich back, and we'll just accept it. I know some fans won't, but like I'm like I I give the guy a chance. I mean, it's not his fault. Ron Howard directed that, and made it dark as all crap uh but like why not like let's do some fun stuff like
0: yeah i agree with that i think that there's a lot of room for a lot of different characters and we'll just kind of have to wait to see where they're going with some of that did you guys like that boba fett had a lot of lines or do you wish that he kind of did more of a on-screen uh quiet man intimidation uh wh- what were your guys thoughts on how much or how little if you wish he would talk more uh what were your guys thoughts on on the way that they wrote Boba Fett moving forward. Michael, let's start with you, bud.
1: I liked it because it gave us more context and to who he was.
0: Okay. So, I mean, cause like, the original, there was, what, 12 minutes in the original yes. series? So, you've got 12 minutes. You don't if really you get to say, know this what guy. What did he
1: say, like, one line? And sold minutes. over the cargo
2: hold. He's no good to me, dead. Yeah. No yeah. disintegrations.
0: Yeah, <laughs> like, and... There's, there's nothing there. So I, I see what you're saying. Absolutely. Give him some, some I, type of.
1: But just imagine how much like the show's getting a bad rap in some respects for what it is now. Just imagine if he didn't have any lines or very little, you know, at all, you know, with respect to like what we saw in the original trilogy. Like, just imagine if he didn't. Ha- Would it make it better or worse? Right. Like than what people are perceiving the show now. I guess I'm asking you a question with your question. Does it make yeah.
0: sense? No, I I think that, honestly, it would have been worse had he had less lines. I think that you're seeing a guy... That's what who, I meant, yeah. Yeah, I think that he's going from bounty hunter to gangster, and it's different. He's, he's completely changing roles, and, and his whole world is changing. And I don't know, you know, Will, you had said something about if Han Solo and him had kind of like a squabble later on kind of like how we're going to get with the obi-wan series with darth vader and obi-wan i don't know that you need that the the universe is big enough that like it's looking like boba is really going to stay just on on tatooine like it's looking like he's going to kind of finish some days and kind of do more stuff more local gangster kind of thing and i think that's going to help um Mm -hmm. but i you know moving forward I just think that this character, he needed to speak more. He needed to have these conversations. He needed this. So that way we can understand that moving forward, he's no longer just a villain that's, that's just muscle. Like it's, it's so he's so much more than that.
2: Absolutely. I mean, cause I mean, he was just all style back in the day and he still got some cool style. Don't get me wrong. I mean, and he, when, he, when, when, he, when he was pushed, he definitely came to play. I mean, we were sold on the trailer with him going like, Ooh, and just going nuts on that guy with his own weapons. So uh, I'm glad. I, I mean, if it's your title character, I mean, unless like they're a mute, like Black Bolt uh, from Marvel's Inhumans, uh a classic great show. Should, should that be our new inside joke? <laughs> um, you can make a character being silent work, but I think we've gotten just, I mean, that 12 minutes of Boba Fett just being very like brooding and like, Oh, straight to business like that would have been boring and be like oh so like there really is no complexity to boba fett whoop-de-doo i think i would be I, I would be like very anti like oh it's a five it's a it's a four at best thank god for the mando episodes if he was just like that still so i'm i'm glad he spoke i mean with the title character i mean the if It'd be cool to get, like, an episode where maybe he couldn't speak or, like, no one could understand him or something. Because he got hit is... in the
0: throat or something like that at the beginning of the episode and he has to yeah, – like... or, like,
2: when Hawkeye went deaf in that one episode. Yeah. Or there's a – I don't know if you guys watched the in the building, but there was an episode where they have to be, like, super silent or someone's going to hear them. And, like, they found, like, the, the cute ways around it, uh, like, where they, they would text, but, like, it's on silent, so you would just see what they typed. Or, like, them doing sign language to each other because one of the kids – one of the person, people in that is deaf spoilers for that show, uh, so we were just kind of getting it from his perspective. Uh, so it can work, especially with something like that and like subtitles and all that. But I'm I'm just glad we got what we did with uh, Tamara Morrison.
0: Yeah i I think that it would be really cool to see less be spoken if he wouldn't have taken the gangster role, if that makes sense. Like he because he's taking and changing his his character's path instead of just being hired muscle anymore and because he's gone through the Tuscan Raider situation and he's going after the the Pike Syndicate and he's taking over this position of power had he not gone that route then I would have absolutely loved less I would have just wanted to see him that way but because his character has to adapt and change and survive I think that's what is making this personally I think that's why I give it an 8 um I loved the the Mandalorian pieces, but I think that for him, him having, like, he didn't have a lot to say, but he still spoke more than he has in the past, which I liked, so.
2: I think he also took a page out of Dominic Toretto's book. Uh, I don't got friends. I got a tribe. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. What did you guys think about the Pike Syndicate being kind of that villainous group? Did you like that they were involved? Do you think that they're, is room for them to kind of grow. Cause I mean, it's season two, it could literally be revenge with them coming right back. So what what do you guys think about the Pike syndicate?
2: I despise the Pike syndicate. Why? I, I, Same. I, I Why? have not Come on, guys. them. Well, I mean, just a bunch of salmon and tuna, man. I'm not crazy <laughs> about that. Um, I try to think of a fish pun. I mean, you, you caught me off guard, if I'm being honest. Um, there we go. There's a good one. <laughs> um, I just, I didn't like them in Clone Wars. Anytime they've showed up, I, I don't like them. They're just, like, they're just villainous for villainous sake. I think, with some of the some other expectations I have, and I'm good that I'm fine with that, we didn't get it. But I think if we had like a face of someone like, who was menacing and was doing stuff behind the scenes like a prince Zizor from the black sun syndicate or kira like just there's more complexity there it's just like oh we want the spice like if i want to see like something about the spice i'd go watch dude like those guys have are a little bit more complex that could be an episode (laughs) but so i don't like i'm I'm gonna push back on this yeah
0: you don't like them because they are villains for villains sake correct like you, you, it's just a, a. I don't.
2: I just. I just don't know anything yeah, about. I like because
1: like... he thinks they're lame.
0: Okay. The,
2: they're, they're lame, but like here there's some complexity there. Like she was waiting for a power grab to get uh, uh out of, freaking uh. uh but do you think? Back, uh, not... Do
0: you think the pikes were used as a tool or a catalyst to help push Boba Fett into the role that he was in? Because everybody else, like he, he grabbed power. All the other people in his his in Mas Espa had power, and now at the end of it, they're gone. Does that make sense?
2: Yeah, that makes sense. I, I mean, it, it was a good, I guess, a good first motivating tool. It's just not the ones I would have picked.
0: Per se. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah, I think like a, that moving forward, I mean, they. I think that you could bring in some big boss, and you can always kind of like, okay, Arrow has. Arrow, Flash, Legends—all these—they have like one or or like a small group of villains that kind of take over the whole season. But sometimes your villains are not that big. You just have a problem that you have to face off with. You have to make sure that it's taken care of properly. And I think that the pikes were, for me personally, I thought the pikes were not memorable enough for me to be like, I loved these villains, but it lo- made me love, uh, Boba a little bit more because he was like. It's not always the big issue. It's not a Darth Vader. It's not Emperor Palpatine that I have to face off with. It's, I'm just here to take the power, and then moving forward, like, I think season two, if they do a season two, he's going to face off with some Huts, And it will be that the Huts thought that uh, the crime syndicate was too much for them, so they, they backed out. We saw that with the twins. And then I think moving forward, he's going to have to face off with the the uh, Pike syndicate at one side and the Huts on the other. So that that's just where I think that it might go. And, what and about you, Don Micah? And
2: Black Sun, all that. There's so many. Oh yeah, there's families.
0: there's a ton. I mean, it's it's just yeah. it's it's like I said, it's a gangster show. At this point, it's it's Star Wars mafia. Like you, you're gonna have so many different families, and you're gonna have so many different syndicates and crime lords, and absolutely. Micah, what are you your got thoughts Andrew on
2: that? In the corner, going like, I'm not the werewolf. I'm not the werewolf, guys. I promise, I'm not in the book of Beaufort. <laughs> Sorry, Micah? That was terrible. And Micah's just, like, dying over there. <laughs> I threw us way off track. I'm sorry.
1: There is not much I can add. I didn't like him either. Next question. <laughs> fair, <laughs> enough. Oh. fair enough.
0: Fair enough. That's fair. Um, what, Bring the tuna! What? So, tuna. so Micah, you said uh, earlier that you had just finished Clone Wars. You didn't watch the full series. You, you hit all the, the big points, the stuff that, that actually mattered um not all that feller show pieces did you what did you think of Cad Bane from that show and then did you like seeing him show up cuz did you did you watch this episode before you finished it like did you know who Cad Bane was yes pri- okay yes. so what what did, what were your thoughts on that one
1: I thought it was interesting to see and and a lot of um, shows or series that we cover here at Nerd Talk we talk a lot from the perspective of like okay they're real life and then they're animated
0: but this was and an this, opposite. And this,
1: yes. In this case it was the opposite. So I think it was really cool to see uh him come to life from animated into I guess physical. I don't know if what the right terminology is for that, but like into real live life action. versus what is it? Live action? Yeah, live action from the animated and I thought it was I thought it was very well replicated in that respect. Um It really gave Tattooing a new vibe, as far as like Western, it felt like a Western movie. Yeah, you know, he was very much that that John Wayne, if you will, of Star Wars, um, and just kind of like gave it that Western feel. Like especially in that, um, I don't remember which episode it was. It was I think it was the first one that he showed up in, and there's kind of like that uh, gun show or whatever that is standoff. Oh, the, when they the...
0: when they had the stand or the uh, yeah the standoff. Yeah, at the end of the episode, and it was like, oh, this
1: is really cool. He's different, Um, and like Jordan, like you always say, like I don't think he's dead because like it, there was no funeral, so like, <laughs> so like we don't, I don't think he's dead. So that's what just have to wait to see and see, see what happens. But yeah, I thought it was cool to see from that light somebody come from being, you know, coming from the animated side over to the live action and just bringing that character to life. So it was different.
0: Yeah, I so I'll I'll kind of speak into this one. Cad Bane was one of my favorite villains in Clone Wars. I loved when they introduced him. I think it was at the end of season 1. Uh I think it, season 2 was his big premiere kind of end of season 1 they were they were breaking out zero the hut and I loved the the route that they took him. It was you have a bunch of monk warriors basically with the Jedi who are coming in and they're swinging their lightsabers, they're using the force, they're doing all this really cool stuff. And you have some huts and you're starting to see the clones come in and against droids and you're seeing all this stuff and then you see more of that Western and for me I didn't I didn't grow up with westerns my I remember going out and seeing my grandpa and grandma Halstead and we would we would run out we'd go see them and every single time that we were out there on their TV were black and white westerns and I never understood it it just it, it didn't make any sense to me I was like why would you want to watch old westerns like you could watch so much better cooler stuff and now I have this appreciation being in my late 20s I'm sitting here watching some of these and I'm like you know these were still good like I love watching some of these things like Lone Ranger when they when they upped uh, with the the Disney I know not a lot of people liked that film but I thought it was cool to see some of those time period pieces I love love seeing that kind of stuff and Cad Bane just kind of brought that whole cowboys and Indians kind of feel and, and I like what you said with it brings that new aspect to Tatooine. You had more of that desert, uh, dead planet kind of feel where it really wasn't Western. And then when he walked on the scene, it felt very Western. Uh, they they kind of touched on it a little bit in Mandalorian Season 2 when they uh, took out the, the crate Dragon. They There was that small town, and he's like, I'm the, the sheriff around here. Like They kind of played into it, but I don't feel like it really hit anything because there was not that that iconic Western standoff until you had Cad Bane come in and say, you're gonna just let things play as they are. You're you're not gonna get involved. And then, the, the deputy. Man, I'm so glad he shot the deputy. What were your thoughts on that one real quick, Micah? Did you like that he shot the deputy, or?
1: Yeah, because I felt like the deputy was uh, really arrogant. He,
0: he <laughs> ticked he, me off so just, bad. He walked yeah, he in it. like, I <laughs> And and I'm not like a guy that I'm like man he deserves that but I'll be honest like you just said he deserved to be shot <laughs> I was like he comes in uh with the new ship Mando comes right in and next thing you know he's like if you're gonna park you're gonna have to park over there and he's like I'm sorry this guy's new he's still learning the ropes yeah. and it's just like dude shut up <laughs> like just just go away and so when when he started like kind of doing the whole tickling the fingers. Like, that's what was going in my head. And I was kind of hoping they were going to do like a Star Wars-esque kind of Western song for that. And when he started tickling his fingers, I was like, dude, that guy's going to die. Now it's just, is the sheriff going to die or not? Because they're not going to kill Cad right here. They just brought him onto the scene. So either both of them are going to get shot and die, or at least the the deputy's going to die. And I, I was like, I'm so glad the deputy was shot. But then they, they shot uh, the sheriff. I forget the sheriff's name. But they shot him, and he got hit in the shoulder, and I was like, well, he's not dead. And then they did the, the whole scene where he's in the bath, the tank. Yep. So, I liked that. Uh, speaking of that episode where Mando shows up in his new ship, let's talk about the new ship real quick. What it, do you like the new ship? What were your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, I like the callback to Naboo, and I like the callback to those, um, what were they called originally?
0: The Nubu uh, Starfighters? The N1 Starfighters?
1: Yes. Yeah, the N1 Starfighters. Thank you. Like, I I thought that was really cool. Um, I thought it was cool just for that reason alone. Uh, aside from that, I wasn't, like, I was like, where's Grogu going to go? Like, <laughs> where's the, you know, like, because they weren't very big. The ships were meant to be smaller, and they were more, more so f- sort of like the X-Wing, right? They were very much small, and they were used for battle and things like that. And we saw that um, in the Phantom Menace. But like, uh, it was cool to see him test drive it, and it was cool to see him like work on it and, and rebuild it. And then um, at the end, where you see Grogu kind of just kind of hanging out in that little pod where the droid's supposed to go, um, I thought it was cool. Um, I miss his ship though, because it it's the original.
0: Oh, the <laughs> Razor Crest. Missed. Yeah,
1: because that was that was cool. Because it had um, a lot more room, and obviously it had the the carbonite. Uh,
0: yeah, thing in it that was that like was, was pretty there sweet. Was,
1: there, was, there was just so many things where you know that ship was so much better, but but it was cool. It was cool for a callback.
0: I know. For me, I loved the idea that it was a hot rod and that it was a new car. Uh, or an old car that they just had to refurbish a little bit. They had to rework, uh, get get like the – it, it kind of threw me that the engine, that circle engine out front, is like, drrr, like in space because I'm like, I don't think I would want that. It's a vacuum. It's super cold. I don't know that I would want it shown like that, but okay. And I liked that it was like very silver with a hint of yellow in there. I liked the whole uh, Grogu area. In the cockpit, I like I liked having that because when they did that, I was like, "Grogu's coming back." There's no there's no denying that. Uh, had they left it for a droid, I would have questioned whether Grogu was going to come back or not. But because they took that yeah. portion out, I was like, "No, nope, he's 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 definitely coming." We back. all
2: know Mando; he has his bias. He doesn't like droids. I, IG 11s a close. He, that's like the, probably the first one he's trusted in a minute. But well,
0: he's <laughs> he, he's kind of letting his guard down a little bit. He's starting to trust some people, and so. I, I would have thought that maybe they would have even put in a special droid that was specific to the ship, so the ship is kind of a droid, and I was like, oh, maybe they'll do something like that, because I know he hates droids, but to have like the full system, they'll kind of cap it or whatnot, and then like put some extra pieces in and whatnot, but when they did the the, the capsule for Grogu, I was like, no, Grogu's coming back, it's happening.
2: Oh yeah, and when he did get to ride in the back seat with Daddy, uh, oh yeah, why did I say it like that? He, well, he was it, like, "I'll do it, do it again."
0: Well, it definitely <laughs> felt like that. This this relationship is a very father son kind of aspect. So, uh, mm-hmm. well, going back to the last question, we were asking, how did you feel about seeing Cad Bane show up in this series, and then uh, mm-hmm. he showed up at the same town that right after Mando had left in the ship. And so, what also did you think of the ship, the new N one Starfighter mod?
2: Well, I mean, we've talked about this in private, my friend, but I, I love it. And then also in in the Mando getting his own episode—that's kind of like very relatable. Like, oh hey, we're gonna this is the fixing the car episode, rebuilding a car, kind of also taking from Fast and Furious a little bit, and just getting all the parts and getting it all good, and just it—it's glorious. I mean, didn't didn't the Lego? I don't know if you showed me, but yeah, Lego I, announced I, I th- that they're
0: th- gonna do uh that same set, so. Yeah, I was like, and right then, after I bought the Tusken Raider set with, with Mando and, and Grogu, I was like, are you kidding me?
2: You mean this one?
0: Yeah. uh, <laughs> Yeah. Yep, that's the one. Because I was like, I wanted to have, uh, I wanted a Grogu. I was like, I think that just because, I mean, for the, for those of you guys who listen, I've kind of been building this Lego Comic Con, and I really wanted some Star Wars aspects in there because I've got a lot of Marvel. And so I wanted, specifically, I wanted Grogu, and I, I love the Mandalorian. I think he's great. What are you showing me?
2: Oh, it's Alden Ehrenreich. Everybody's favorite Han
1: Solo. (laughs) Nice. And Chewbacca Pez dispensers.
2: Yes.
0: There we go. Uh, Never tell
2: them the odds.
0: Absolutely. Um, But what were your thoughts uh, of Cad Bane?
2: Cad Bane? I didn't. I didn't even expect that we were going to get him in this. Like, I think I, my, my speculation on who we were going to get was so off that I didn't even think like Cad Bane was still alive. Cause I mean, I was shocked to see that he was still alive in bad batch. I'm like, Oh wait, didn't he die? <laughs> and then seeing that he's around, he was, his live action version, version of him was very menacing. And then of course the internet fan base, or at least people took someone like doing, making the stylized version of him. And then said, Oh, Hey, they fixed it. And I'm just like, Shaking my head for the listeners at home, i uh, was just going like he looks fine, like he, because the Clone War style is a stylized version of live action stuff, and then going back and reversing it for people we haven't physically seen. I mean, it, yeah. b- it's gonna be a little bit jarring. We're gonna get used to it. I mean, even Ahsoka like looks. Soka looks solid. The digital Luke There's going to, there's going to be some things that we're, we're going to have to get a little bit adjusted to, but like it, he looked perfectly fine and just made a grand entrance and taking down Cobb Vanth. Like, I think I was telling you this and just a lot of other friends during episode six. I was just like, we could have just stopped at Cobb Vanth and we could have been fine, but nope. Got to go to the, to Luke's Jedi temple. Oh, also with Soka and Luke have been talking and catching up. She's a family friend
0: yeah, and I was, was gonna cool. see his
2: Grogu again. I just like it was just emotional punch after emotional punch after emotional punch, and I'm just like, stop it. I I and I think maybe that kinda tempered expectations for the finale. So I think when people do get to the finale, it's like going oh, like, oh like shucks. After <laughs> everything I that, think, that just happened.
0: I think episodes one, two, three, four, and seven, the finale was kind of a good to those. But because of the emotional pull that the Mandalorian and Grogu and Luke and Ahsoka, all of them have pulled, I think that it it just didn't fit as well as it could have. So, yeah. But guys, we are right around that hour mark. Thank you so much for being a part of this show. It's been a blast. Uh, for all of our listeners, make sure you keep up with us. We're pushing out a lot of fun stuff on TikTok. We're going to be pushing some new information out on our Facebook and Instagram in the next few weeks. We are coming up on our one year of being a podcast. It is phenomenal, this journey that we've been a part of. I, I can't describe how awesome and amazing it's been to, to host this. So if you listen, what we want to let you know is that in the next coming weeks, uh, April 9th is our our one year anniversary and starting that following week, we're going to be pushing out a second episode. We've actually already filmed the the first comic book club and we're going to be t- uh, discussing different comics so that way we can encourage you guys to read some of these. Some of these may be, hey, stay away from this. This, this book was a train wreck. But what we're doing is we're inviting new people. So if you want to be a part of that. This is more open to uh, friends and listeners to be a part of this episode, but we encourage you that if you want to be a part of Comic Book Club, you can reach us. Our email is nerdtalkwithjordanhalstead at gmail.com. There are no spaces, no underlines, no backslashes, anything like that. But we encourage you, if you want to be a part of that, go ahead and reach out to us, but we would love to have you on our show or if you have different comics that you want to recommend that we go over absolutely (laughs) you guys can definitely be a part of that we would love to hear some of that kind of feedback but just know that we are just moving forward we're excited about all this and we will catch you guys here next time on nerd talk